Good morning. I'm Angela Davis, and you're listening to NPR News. So glad you could join us today. I just spent a week and a half touring South Africa from Johannesburg to Cape Town, and let me tell you, it was an amazing trip. I'm eager to tell you all about it and share some of the interviews I did with some inspirational people who live there. But first, I do want to get up to speed on the latest economic news with Chris Farrell, NPR's senior economics contributor, who I chat with every Monday morning. Hi, Chris. Well, welcome back. And I'm I'm really eager to learn more about your trip to South Africa. Thank you. And I'm eager to hear more about what's going on with this jobs report. That's been the talk all weekend. Oh, you know, it's going through the Twitter feed with all <laughs> the economists and, you know, jaw dropping, uh, stunning surprise. I mean, the U.S. economy added 517,000 jobs. So more more than half a million in the first month of the year. And the unemployment rate, it fell to a 53-year low of 3.4%. This was not on anyone's radar screen. And, um, you know, some other gains, black unemployment fell to 5.4%. That's the lowest figure on record. And also people are putting on more hours at, uh, on the job. And let me just give you one more one more set of count. I just do mm-hmm. one more. Taking a step back. Uh, if we look at the job market, employers added a record 6.7 million workers to non-farm payrolls in 2021. Then they hired an additional 4.5 million workers in 2022. That's the second uh, best year on record. And this strong labor market, it's allowed the, the economy to recoup all the 22 million workers that are let go in the early days of the pandemic and then some. So recession this recession that was yeah. supposedly happening last year, I mean, the U.S. job market just won't quit. I actually think this is just time to celebrate these numbers. I like the idea of celebrating something. Uh, yes. And I'm glad to, to hear that the word recession <laughs> seems to be off the table. But what can you tell us about where, where the these gains in jobs were? Where, where you know, where were they concentrated? So it was mostly, it was led by leisure and hospitality. So that's restaurants, uh, bars, mm-hmm. hotels, healthcare. Healthcare has been hiring uh, at a rapid pace and also professional and business services. So this might be things like um, accounting or consulting. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about layoffs? I'm still hearing stories about layoffs. Both of my kids are, you know, are looking to get into the tech field. That's what they're studying in college. So I'm following this closely. The high tech sector, uh, more layoffs, places at like Amazon, Microsoft, Google. I know. And there's more to come. There's just going to be more to come. Crunchbase has done a calculation that uh, since the beginning of the year, there have been 66,000 layoffs in the tech sector. Um, so... No question. There's a lot of weakness going on in tech. But these layoffs, they're being dwarfed by the increased hiring in um, leisure and hospitality, for example. And the other thing I don't want to minimize, and I don't want to be misunderstood, I don't want to minimize the, tr- the individual trauma of being laid off. You have lost your job. But the evidence is that tech workers who have been laid off are getting reemployed, typically at mm. lower wages, mm. but they have the skills that employers want. Right. So, again, not minimizing the fact, the trauma of getting laid off, but they do appear to be being hired by other employers. And there's something else that economists study, when not just uh, you know jobs and employment, when they look at wages, that economists look at how workers are spending their money, what they're doing with their paychecks. Yes. And so if you hire wage workers, you know, they really have lost out to inflation. That's what the data really shows. Lower wage workers are doing much better relative to inflation. So there have been bigger wage grains uh, for if you're living on a, you know, a, a low, unstable income. You've actually been kind of getting a 
better wage gain relative to inflation compared to your higher earning peers. And one of the things that um, we are not seeing, and I think this is really important because, Andrew, you've heard of the story. So this is going to be like the 1980s and workers are going to see higher inflation. They're going to demand higher wages, which will then lead to higher uh, prices, which then leads to more inflation and the sort of wage price spiral that we saw in the late 1970s, early 1980s. And when you look at the wage data, wages are growth is moderating. We're still getting uh, wage increases, but at a much more moderate pace. There's no wage price spiral going on. Mm. And what about um, the Fed policy? What does this mean? You said it was sort of a a surprise that the uh, employment numbers are looking the way that they are. What does this mean? So I have this collective feeling, you know, of all the Fed governors sitting around the huge conference table, just wiping their brow and going, whew, that was a good one. Because what they're getting is a strong employment number, but they're also getting multiplying signs that inflation pressures are easing, including the wage growth that we just talked about. But consumer price indexes uh, rate has been falling. So there's just a number of signs that inflation pressures are easing. So the Fed will probably make another move or two, but they've got a little room to be cautious. They have a little room to be slow. And so... Um, you know, two caveats. So long as we don't get a big jump in oil prices, which might happen because of the of the Ukraine war, uh, we probably should see wage pressures just continue to decline without a big increase in employment. But I also have to add the other caveat, which is we have this uh, debt ceiling potential disaster that's going on. You know, will will we see um, House Republicans, are they going to be reckless enough to really inflict major damage on the economy and the financial markets and nation's retirees by following through on their debt limit threats? Assuming that that doesn't happen and assuming that we don't get a big jump in, in oil prices, the outlook is looking much better than it did say, two, three months ago. And before I let you go, I, I want to ask you about uh, a story I was seeing a lot in the news when I was overseas. What's behind the labor strikes in Britain and France? Okay, so they're two, they, they look kind of the same, but they're two very different circumstances. So in Britain, it is a terrible economy, and it has been a terrible economy for years. And living standards are really falling in Britain. And probably the, the epicenter of the problem in Britain is this National Health Service, you know, its, its health uh, system. And, um, you know, uh, it's having all kinds of problems for, uh, it's a shortage of doctors, a shortage of staff, of beds, and they're having a crisis in emergency care. You know, up to 500 people are dying each week. Uh, amid the sort of worsening delay. So the strikes are reflecting a falling standard of living, a sense that the healthcare system is not working, the government is ineffective. Now you go to France, it's a very different story. So the president of France has said, look, we got to raise retirement age from 62 to 64. So the, the unions have gone out, they're on strike. This happens periodically every once in a while. The president of France tries to raise the age of retirement. People go out on strike and then they back off from trying to raise the age of retirement. This time, may actually succeed in raising it, but this is a very different cycle than what is happening in Britain, which is a true tragedy. All right. Well, Chris, thank you for keeping us updated, keeping me updated as always. I appreciate it. And we'll talk with you again next Monday. And I'm going to be listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening to a recording of my live radio show on NPR News. A reminder that if you want to catch my show in real time, tune in and call in weekdays at 9 a.m.